Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, if you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. This is Jami. And for this episode, we will be doing Spoilers Please number 249 for Wonder Woman 1984. Ironically, this is episode 383. We couldn't just get the timing just right for 384 for Wonder Woman 1984. But you know, whatever. we could have recorded the the, spo- the predictions before. No, it's okay. I know, that's right. Those are, end of, those are end of year episodes. So yeah, so Wonder Woman just missed it by that much. But uh, before we jump into spoilers, uh, real quick, um, thoughts better, worse than the first one, whatever, uh, jumping. I'm gonna say it's compared to uh, Wonder Woman the first one. It's it's much much worse. Mm-hmm. I thought honestly here the first half of the movie, the first hour of the movie, I thought was fine. It was a nice job of setting things up, and then as mm-hmm. the movie sort of progressed out of that first act, second act, third act, things just spun out of control. Man, the story just got way out of hand. The, all the plot points, all the story stuff, never came to coalesce into anything, and then. It just this it just thumbs down for me. Unfortunately, it's thumbs down. I was disappointed. Uh, Ruthie? Yeah, it after the first forty five minutes, I would say I think it just completely lost me. Um, it I definitely liked the first movie better. It caught your attention from the within the first ten minutes, and it held on to my attention throughout the movie. This one was kind of like like what John Ming said. It just kind of went haywire after the middle part, it, where things didn't make sense. Yeah, like I feel like the plot just kind of frayed out and there wasn't really a good conclusion and even the ending was just kind of half done. Okay, which we could go which we could go on in spoilers, but go on. Yeah. So, um yeah, like I I didn't can I can I do spoilers? No, no, no. Spoilers. Save it for spoilers. Save Not for yet. Spoilers. Okay. We'll save it for spoilers. But pretty much as yeah, definitely the first one over this one. Yeah, Albert. The first one is a better movie than this one. But I mm-hmm. equally enjoyed both of them. Okay, I have issues with the second one, but I equally enjoyed both of them, which we'll get into why in, in spoilers. Mean, but the first one is a woman. better movie. Yeah, the first one is a better movie. That's all. I can, that's all I have to say. And the last one is awesome. All right, here we go. We are going to be talking spoilers right now. And behind the scenes, normally I'll do some kind of song thing, but I really wasn't prepared to do a Wonder Woman episode. So I no songs prepared. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, we, we but you we know, kind of decided this like two minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, so <laughs> so 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 here we go. Yeah. Like, uh, sing, sing for us, monkey boy. Sing for us. Sing. Here comes spoilers. Here comes spoilers. We are oh now going God. to talk spoilers. You know what? I changed my mind. Stop singing. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spoilers for hey, the Roman. Okay, I recant my wish. I recant my wish. <laughs> okay, spoilers for nine eighty four. Okay. All right, so uh, Jamie, go ahead. Start start with your... Okay, here's my whole thing. I'll, I'll just sort of do it in like chronological order. So the first hour, like I said, it does a nice setup. It starts with uh, Thamaskia, whatever it is. And okay. the whole lesson of her is, hey, don't cheat. You know what I mean? Whatever you do in life, you have to earn your hero stats, whatever. Actual, and then you, you Actual theme of the movie, but go on. Yeah, exactly. The theme of the movie. Then it jumps to 1984. And then I really like that ball opening. I know some people online didn't like it, but I really like that. Ball opening. It's very can't. It's very yeah. Campy. That was it's very cool. Richard Donner. This, you know what I mean. It's not. It's all very playful now, and all. Now, that can stuff. I interject? Very Harry Potter. Yes, please. Now, okay, so that that mall scene. Love the mall scene. Blah blah blah. Except for one fact, the guy holds the kid hostage. Mm-hmm. Goes off like I'm gonna drop the kid. Okay, yeah. so if you drop the kid, how does it help you? 
Yeah, what's plan? Yeah, what's, <laughs> I mean, what's you your plan? Decide? What's your plan, buddy? What's your plan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. Does he? He, I, he should swim. I want a helicopter because that's isn't that what mostly what most people do in a hostage situation. I want a helicopter where I drop the kid. Anyway, but it's like eight, that, it's too like I get the eighties camp theme, but it's like way too eighties camp. Like they did all the cliches in in the first ten minutes, and that was just exhausting. From the hair to the to the pop collars. The thing is, to me, the crux of this movie falls upon the wishing stone, right? Mm-hmm. So that campiness kind of kind of reflects that wishing stone kind I of agree. thing. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah. So that's why I liked it a lot. Okay, that's the okay. Then it progresses to you set up to, with uh, Wonder Woman. She's very lonely. I guess that's a that's not very interesting, but all right, that's fine. So she's very lonely. That's her thing. Cheetah. That. Uh, now, can I interject again? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, so she's been lonely for what seventy years? I right? know. I know. Okay, yeah. so so are you telling me that women are gonna yeah. hold a torch for one guy yeah, for like seventy years? <laughs> I don't care if it's Chris Pine. I know. Can you just imagine? Apparently, the, can you just imagine yeah. the ego in Steve Trevor's head? You've been you've been waiting for me for seventy years. I, I mean, even wow. he said that's crazy. Even he at the end said that's crazy. Are you nuts? What are you doing? Yeah, anyway. that's insane. Okay, go on. No. Anyway, well, that's another criticism of the movie. It, I it, I'm gonna give it a few conceits, and that's. Uh, like 30 minutes in, you're two conceits in. You know what I mean? That's all, you know what I mean? All right. So anyway, the next thing is, you said Cheetah, she's very jealous of Wonder Woman, that's fine. And Pedro Pascal, that that whole thing is said. I love that scene where he walks into that business and after a while you realize it's an empty office and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's all brilliant. That, that's all That's all good. Into yeah. That. Yeah. And then yeah, that one was around a one hour mark, things just spun out of control. The, the, the way the movie, sto- the, the way the character moved, the, the way the plot unfolds, the motivation, it just gets ridiculous. I think the the one part where it really just fell off the wheels is when uh, Wonder Woman and Chris Pine they decide to go to Egypt based on the fact that they found a plane ticket found in a trash can. I was like, "What are you doing? That's that's the that's your next move. You're gonna make your next move this this based on something you found in a trash can and you hijack an airplane to do it." It's like, no, no, stop. And then it gets worse and worse from there and stuff. So anyway. And by the end, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's what's happening anymore. Uh, yeah. Ruthie, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I totally lost interest towards the end, but I'm gonna do it also in chronological order. So I love the um opening scene where they started off in like, you know, Olympic type games with the Amazonians. Yeah. What what killed it for me was okay, that was a good opening scene, but I was waiting since she started off narrating, I was waiting for her to kind of um close that off with like another flashback towards the end or somewhere towards the middle where that lesson kind of ties in together. But I know she does that with a monologue to the whole world to recant their wish oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. In that case, can I interject? Okay, we're, we're, we're past mm-hmm. the Amazonian trial thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we, before we move past that, I'm going to say, if you're a little girl with stumpy legs, there's no way you're <laughs> outrunning full-grown uh-huh. Amazonian women. There's no she's way. A, she's, she's Wonder Woman. She's half God. It she's doesn't matter. God. She doesn't have her powers yet. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Legs, longer legs versus shorter legs equals longer legs win. I think so much prejudice against short people. What do you think of that? I mean, they could have. All Patty Jenkins needed to do was set it up so that she gets off the horse, like like long, much longer before they get off the horse. But when they get off the Mm -hmm. horse at the same time, there's no way. There's no way she could have. She could have outrun them. But anyways, (laughs) go ahead, Ruthie. Um, where was I? So then uh, the way it transitions into the mall scene, which was fine, that the whole 80s campy theme, um, the whole like male dominance, um, chauvinistic, very like Wolf of Wall Street kind of vibe mm-hmm. that was going on, very, especially very with 80s. 
very, very, very 80s. So that was all fine. That like even the part where Cheetah Girl was um, uh, sexually harassed by a drunk guy and Mm. then Wonder Woman Mm. came and and rescued her. Um, That was fine. My whole problem with the theme is that it didn't like women empowerment didn't continue there. It it yeah. kind of like slacked off. And mm-hmm. the whole ending scene where basic and again again, it's kind of like my same problem with the first movie. Very very small problem with the first movie, but this one it was really a little too obvious where all of a sudden, just like in the first movie, she found her her superpower within that she's actually a god after Steve dies. So then this time the second time Steve dies or not even the second time he dies when they were in the plane because of him, she magically like is able to control her, her powers of invisibility because of Steve. And then she finds more strength to save the world a second time because Steve gave her the strength. Like it's very male oriented. I didn't like that. I think it was very anti feminist (laughs) to be, to be honest, like everything kind of revolved around um, her needing Steve so much. I mean, come on girl, it's been 70 years. I understand he was your first love, but he he died. Let me and... let me interject there real quick. That small part, the, the invisible jet thing. Okay, which I think mm-hmm. which is a nice like little fun Easter egg for Wonder Woman fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she did say that she was trying out this power before Steve. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Steve. but she didn't master it until Steve. Yeah, sure. But and then... also, it's also well, why why too. couldn't she have mastered it before? Yeah. You know, why did she yeah. need him? And then like that that kind of recurs throughout. Like, oh, she needed him to get the courage to recant her wish. She needed him to help her, help him save her from from getting crushed by the tank. Honestly, even though this is written and directed by a woman, I think, mm-hmm. I, and I I will go ahead and blame this to J.J. Abrams, because of the because of the uh, the backlash from Ray being quote unquote a Mary Sue or whatever. Now filmmakers are really afraid to have like a legitimately strong female character. You know, are you so serious? I really think that's part of yeah. it. And, and I blame Zach. I blame Zach. It's really Spider-Man annoying. Stuff. It's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, it's really yeah. annoying. Like, but I really think that's the reason why they had yeah. to quote unquote balance it out. Like she can't. Wonder Woman yes. can't just get do everything herself. She, but there it's has not to be balanced a out. Like there's so many male male movies out there where it's just a male that, that saves that's, the day, the, and a woman that's just the be whole the thing. only one who saves. The that's day. the whole thing. But then that's a whole <laughs> different. That's a whole different episode yeah. we could do. About. So so, go so on. yeah. So like I couldn't even get past even the ending because like everything just like revolved around how Steve basically saved her so that she could save the day. Mm-hmm. When I understand like you know the whole reversal of roles where the woman behind the man is the one who saves the day, whatever. But like this one was like a little too much. Like it was too much in the mix. Um, the whole female empowerment with Cheetah, like eventually like killing. The, the guy that was sexually harassing her on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is J.J. Abrams trying to say? Like not J.J. Abrams. Women not, not J.J. Abrams. Or, Patty not, Jenkins. Well, not J.J. Abrams. Patty Jenkins. Patty, Patty Jenkins. Like, that kind of just, you just kind of prove to the world that what? Just because we, we, we as women find power, all of a sudden we're destructive? No, yeah. yeah. It's very problematic. The themes part, yeah. of the, the movie were very problematic. Correct. So, like, after the second half, I just... I just like finished the movie just to finish the movie because yeah, it's an action movie. You know, it was okay, um, but the yeah, story, that, if you play if you that, paid too much attention to the storyline and the themes, it was very problematic for me. Correct, yeah. and I then that ideology sort of we also re- reflected in the fact that Steve takes over a guy's body. Mm, here we go, and uses that body mm-hmm. to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, without consent. Yeah, mm-hmm. really? that's really yeah. weird. I, I mean, know. it didn't really, that point didn't really hit home for me until afterwards. I, I thought about it and then I looked online. It's like, wait, yeah, 
this is it's really weird that the because I thought at some point as the Steve and, and one of them would go through the movie, they would at some point stop and talk about it. He's like, mm. hey, you're in some other's body. Who is this? Because that scene in, the, in, in his apartment, I thought they would do that thing where, hey, let's look up this guy's name. Let's find his license. Think, who is this guy? What's yeah. going on here? Let's talk about this. What's, what's going on? What's happening well, here? Let's just use his body so that we can reconnect yeah. again intimately. I was waiting for the moment where they say, oh, the guy died. And that's why he was able to take yeah. over the body, blah, 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 right? Kind of, uh, kind of like how it is nope. in most mm-hmm. other movies. They didn't explain. They didn't even explain who he was, what happened yeah. to him afterwards. He just kind of and, appeared as Steve and uh, then just disappeared, never to be seen yeah. again. What's What's crazy is it's magic. So you didn't have to do that. He didn't have to be a. You could just have Steve just come back. I Correct. thought when I watched that trailer and I watched the first half of the movie. Remember in those in the trailer and the first half, of the movie, they kept flashing to Steve's watch. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I thought, oh, uh-huh. that's how Steve's gonna come back. You know, uh, something of his possession will. Will just you know change and you know, he'll just bring him back through the the wash mm-hmm. or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but our, why did they flash onto the wash? That wash never never met anything. Yeah, like he'll just magically reappear as himself physically. Yeah. Not only not only that, but I think it passes over some people's head. But but she still sees him as the guy that Steve took right. over with the knowledge that she knows that it's Steve. But it's still that right. guy physically. And as I was watching mm-hmm. it, and I was joking with Jessica when she was watching it, I was all like, <laughs> "She knows, she knows the, his size, the, the size of his penis." <laughs> yeah, and also as an eighties, and also as an eighties kid, I'm just yelling at the screen. This is quantum leap. You're doing quantum yeah, leap. It is quantum leap. Sam. Yeah, it is quantum leap. Basically, yeah, and not, not only or that, but even but, Ghost from the eighties had more consent. You know, when when Patrick Swayze kissed um or Demi Moore kissed Patrick Swayze who was supposedly in Whoopi Goldberg's body yeah at least that even had consent for its time correct correct way advanced for its time I mean I mean this guy had sex with Diana he doesn't even know it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he he was out of his body for like a week he probably woke up in the middle of the apocalypse in that street like what the hell's going on what's Mm -hmm. going on yeah what happened to my apartment yeah last time he was probably in his body he was probably you know he would just, you know, his apartment probably again and going to sleep and waking up. What the hell is going on? What's happening here? What's going on? What happened? Why am I on the street? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Albert, be- what do you think? Be- before we move on with other negatives, because that's all we, yeah. we're, we're having fun talking about, um, yeah. I will say the reason why I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I don't like it as much as the first one. I did like the action sequences. The, the Temascara scene was fun to watch. And, what? And, yeah, and that was fun. The lasso, the lasso what? really did it for me. They did a lot of lasso work with the action sequences, and I love that. It, I love the lasso no. stuff. The uh, lasso stuff really won me over. You know what they could have done without so much was when she discovered how she could fly, and she was just flying for like a good five minutes, and it's like, yeah. okay, okay, can we speed this up a little bit? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I, was I, I was, I was like, this is a two and a half hour movie. You're spending like how many minutes flying? <laughs> But the thing is, I know. Like, um, is, don't you have don't you have an emergency to, to do right now? Yeah. But the thing is that it's a little bit clunky in the sense that oh, she she has the power in her strength to fly, but then she has to land again in her apartment to get wings so she can fly again. It's like, what, what's going on here? No, Can't no, her body. wings were like, armor. Yeah, the wings were additional armor. Which 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 brings to mind, gold mm-hmm. is a horrible material to use for armor. Yeah, because gold mm-hmm. is malleable and breakable. Harbor and it doesn't really help that much because Cheetah still knocked the, the armor off. Because it's gold. Yeah, gold is not yeah. that strong. <laughs> yeah. And also, apparently, I Cheetah's that Cheetah's stronger than a whole world of an army of men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mm-hmm. whole my whole thing is, I don't think any of the action sequences match the first Wonder Woman. The 
the, the first one had the beach scene, which is excellent. The no man's land, which is a classic scene. So I'm like, none of the mm. stuff. No, but the thing though, okay, if you think back to the first yeah. one, because I thought about this too. Okay, if you think back to the first Wonder Woman scene, the beach thing, people say, but do you actually remember the beach thing? Yeah. The slow motion yeah. with the arrow jumping and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. a lot. And, yeah. Then the, yeah. and then the Nomad Land scene. That was epic. And then the Nomad yeah. Land scene, right? Everybody loves that. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. else? Where else are there real other action sequences in the first one? That's movie? two. That's two. And this one That's had two. a lot more. He had this, the Temescari. This one had one. He had the, this one had the, the, the Temescari thing. This one had the, the mall sequence. That's not action sequence. That's, that's, that's a contest. It's still an action sequence. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the mall scene. I don't understand. The which I did not understand. Like why? Oh, because she was losing her power. She was losing her power. Yeah. Yeah. The kids in the street, like really, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't That's, see a whole, a whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A whole, a whole convoy of tanks barreling down yeah. the one road that they're playing soccer on. Well, to be yeah, fair, so, to be fair, it's so patronizing. It's so come on. Come yeah, on, I, know, I, I know, I know, I know. It's patronizing. Yeah. It's cliche. But to be fair, if, if the convoy was going really fast, like we can see their kids up ahead. Yeah. But but they can't see the convoy because it's still far far down there. How quiet can a convoy be in the middle of a desert? They were playing seriously. They were playing gunfire, attention. this rocket fire. They How see quiet down the can it Stop be? It. And they're fighting, Stop and it. there's tanks crashing, and you're telling me that these kids couldn't hear it from two miles away? And yes. didn't not once look tank up. Busting, they, tank busting in, ammo in like and stuff remote like that. places like that. You see like a flash of light, you look up. Correct. You're telling me not one flash Fair of enough. light. Yeah. Made I, I'm saying, because, I'm on. saying, going with the '80s callback. This is calling back to the kind of superhero movies you would see in the '70s and '80s. Yeah, they much, took it a little too literally, though. Yes, yeah. but yeah. that that seems to be the thing, it. though. That this going into this movie, Patty Jenkins must have the idea. You know what? I'm gonna remake Superman too, because this is essentially yeah. Superman too. I get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I'm gonna use the old classic, uh, stylistic uh, flourishes that you come that you get from comic book movies from that era, which which we are supposed to have outgrown, right? Mm-hmm. But she yeah. brought it back to this movie on purpose. So all the little flaws we're talking about is because of that. It's because she's trying to be too much of like I'm making homage to Superman she, too. Yeah, but she did it too by the book. Like, yeah. it didn't translate so well for a 2020 movie where, I mean, you, there's so many movies out there that have done, like, the throwback where you feel like you're in the 50s, 60s, 70s, or even 80s, but even 90s. But then you it translates to today's um, movies. No, know, no, like no. The way that's we a, that's a thing. That's a, that's a difference. People, people like uh, doing, like, 80s, 90s movies, but in the style of a modern movie. This one mm-hmm. is doing it in the style of an 80s movie, but with a budget of a modern movie. A modern movie. Yeah, I don't think and it that's worked. a difference. Yeah, it didn't work for Here's, me. Here's my whole thing. I have two. I have uh, two points. So number one, uh, what do you call it? That first opening scene, the mall scene. I think everything connects to that '80s kind of a uh, Richardonic vibe and stuff like that. Right. But then, as the movie sort of moves along, the the emotional weight of uh, of, of of what do you call it? Pedro Pascal and his kid mm-hmm. uh, was like a real thing. The, the threat of nuclear war. All the emotional realism turned to be got turned up a notch. So the campiness of the action scene. Didn't really kind of match it, yeah. you know what I mean? Totally she wasn't able to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that the tone wasn't able. She wasn't able to have a consistent tone. You know what I mean? Correct. So that's number one, and then number two. Here's my whole thing. In the last three weeks, I've seen three chasing Wonder Woman '84, Tenant, and Star Wars on TV. Which mm-hmm. one do you think I enjoyed more? Star Wars. Star Wars. One. Star Wars. <laughs> Thank you. The, t- the television show. <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Come on, man. It's like it, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta up your game with, with the movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't work. And then going back to the 
the last action sequence was Cheetah. They're doing like some sort of Circus Soleil thing. Didn't really work for me. The pick, the last scene yeah. with uh, with the, with Max Lord. She's just stuck in some sort of wind tunnel for some reason. So, you mean <laughs> you the blue I mean? light? Jaming, yeah. blue light. It's a blue light. I appreciate the like so much of this movie. I appreciate the sentiment and what she's going for. I know she doesn't want to be her punchy master. She doesn't like kill the. Va- she wants to have a be an agent of reason and compassion. I understand that, but they mm-hmm. have to find some way to stage it more interesting. You know what I mean? It yeah. just can't be her being like. It's like it's like a wind tunnel. Like she's like being held back by hurricane forces for some reason. Like I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. here. Like it's not that. It's not that. Yeah, and she's supposed. You know? to, I mean, she's she just learned how to fly. She can't fly yeah. in a wind tunnel. She can't yeah. like gain her strength back. Like that guy wasn't that strong. And also, she magic. doesn't have that big of a connection magic. with Maxwell Lord. <laughs> she, she, Maxwell has a bigger connection with Cheetah than anybody else. So Correct. that really doesn't work for me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. No, no. But I, did I, he really? Because like the only connection they had was he wanted the stone from her. Correct. He could have easily discarded her if she didn't yeah. protect him, I guess. But other than that, they didn't yeah. really have a connection. No, no, it's true. Like I said, your your complaints are all valid in a yeah. sense. But yeah. but also, it, it's just like I kind of okay. I kind of just enjoyed the fluffiness of the movie. You know, that's 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 it. exactly yeah. That's yeah. but like the first movie was not fluffy. Yeah. That's why I enjoyed it so much. This one was just. Like, yeah, if you're just watching it, just like I said, like, if you're just watching it just to watch it, it's enjoyable. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. a lot of action sequences. But can I watch it with my back turned and not really listening to it yeah. and just, like, occasionally mm-hmm. glancing at it and, like, still understand the storyline towards the end? Yeah, it, it's because it's all fluff. There's There wasn't much substance to it. The beginning didn't exactly tie in with the ending, so it was um, just kind of... Well, no, it did. Remember the the end, the beginning. The beginning started with with having with her having the lesson. You know, you can't cheat. You know, you have to yeah. you have to earn it, right? Which is the theme of the movie. You can't cheat. Yeah. You have to earn it. You can't just yeah, wish you... something because something else gets taken away. You have to yeah. earn it. You know, so that's, it's that's a classic. Mo- it's a classic uh, monkey paw. They keep yeah. mentioning monkey paw. You know what I mean? Which yeah, you can't wish they kept, for something. They, and they only no mentioned that like five times. The yeah. monkey's paw. Yeah, just in case you know people don't get it, I guess. Seriously. Yeah. But, but, but and by it, the way, yeah. speak of monkey paw, you know the, the guy they hired to explain all that, the Mayan guy? He's totally not Mayan. I know that <laughs> I know. guy. I he's totally talk, not. He's totally not. not. Yeah, talk about I saw a documentary on him trying to get an Indian wife and stuff like that. I know that guy. Like, come on, what's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very much like like we like we're saying, it's it's kind of like a 70s, 80s movie in the terms of like mm-hmm. Uh, cultural stereotypes it completely does that uh oh we're gonna have the middle eastern guy be very like xenophobic oh because you yeah know, I don't, well yeah. right and then and then you got the mayan guy who's not really mayan and like like yeah. okay mm-hmm. there's that you know the feminism thing is like it just it just, like you said it just cuts short they don't really mm-hmm. pay that off you know I mean, they, they they take advantage of people's bodies, like Steve Trevor yeah. and and the guy, which is a very '80s thing to happen. But even mm-hmm. you said in Ghost, which was made I think in the late '80s, yeah. that one actually had like forthright in consent. mind to have consent. Yeah, in but, a, this mm-hmm. a, but this, a, but but what but what do you go from there? You bring up all these issues. Does the movie can ultimately but, condemn these kind of stereotypes? Are they or perpetuating it? They're perpetuating, perpetuating it. Perpetuating. Yeah. Because, because, and that was exactly my problem yeah, with it. Because, it's very problematic. Because, because like I said. Because it, it's almost like they were just making fun of the fact that these stereotypes from the 80s are just, are, are like actual problems or, or like political problems now. And they're downplaying it by making, almost like making fun of it. Instead of actually like plotting out a way to, to I don't know, address it and actually yeah. like 
fix the themes. <laughs> and I think they just completely failed on that. And the, the themes that they wanted to bring up that were all problematic in the 80s, they just brought it up, but just to bring it up and didn't really do anything with it. So yeah. I think that's where it kind of fell flat. Yeah, yeah. Super, superhero movies back in the day in the 70s and 80s was all about there's a big giant megalomania bad guy who wants to rule mm-hmm. the world or destroy it. And then the good guy is supposed to stop it. It was that simple, right? But the fact mm-hmm. that this movie tries to have like a heavy subject matter um, and then doesn't really pay it off, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, the whole wish yeah. idea... Are they saying that everybody's wishes is all selfish? I, I mean, no idea you have, you have exactly one person yeah. in the movie, the kid, who actually yeah. had a selfless wish. Oh, I wish for your yeah. greatness, dad. And that's yeah. it, right? There's no follow-up to that at all. You know, he's the only I'm, one that wasn't selfish. And Wonder Woman was selfish. You know, it's like, yeah. what are you telling me here, movie? So, and, and, yeah. and it's kind of... Yeah, oh, the- go ahead. The, the rules and logic of the wish thing, it just lost me at some point. So you sense, get one yeah. wish. And, and, and then the you fact get, that he needed more wishes in order to yeah. feed himself, mm-hmm. I to guess. To feed himself, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. That, and then um, also, yeah. so I think it starts off with you get one wish and there's consequence. Maxwell Lord becomes the wishing stone. So he, you make a wish with him and then he takes the consequence part and make it something about himself, right? And then at some point, it, it destroys no, 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 his, no, 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 his no, health. Yes, yes and no. He, the, the, in order for him to grant the wish, he needs to have something in return, and then he gets to choose what he wants in return. That's, the consequence. That's his, that's his, no, not consequence. Yeah. That's that's his master plan. Like like you, I'll give you a wish, but you need to give me something, right? That's his master plan: is to take whatever but he wants they, from the people. Yeah. They also never addressed how he knew about the stone and how he knew well, that, how it they worked. Did. They, they did. They did actually. They did because they they oh, imply they, they imply that the teeth in the mall sequence are hired by him. To, to get the stone and he had research right. about the stone that's it no 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 I think what they're implying is he bought it through that black no, market he, no he didn't he didn't he wanted to steal it the shot the, the teeth the teeth in the mall sequence were supposed to steal the stone from that that shop which... I don't I don't think that's right I think the he bought it because they said that 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 thing had a back black market in the back right and he bought it from there and then that's why he had the receipt the receipt that's his but when the when the thief Went in there and 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 robbed it. Mm. It, it it got blow up. So the okay. FBI took took possession of everything. Okay. That, that, that's why that, he never that, got it. That'll require me to watch it again to to figure that out. But okay, I trust I think, you I, think, I think I'm right on. That. Oh, that's <laughs> why there was a receipt. That's that why Wonder Woman receipt. found later on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. remember right now there was a receipt. So she, yeah. she, he knew about it before, but we still don't know how he knows about. What's great how about it that scene is Diana uh, sees the name Maxwell Lord, and she couldn't remember if the same Maxwell Lord. From like earlier today, she had to bring out the. I know, right? Like, what? Oh, she dumb. She doesn't own a TV. Remember? Yeah, I got two more points though. Diana, uh, Wonder Woman is kind of a dick in this movie and stuff like that. Mm. Number one, she's so pretentious. She doesn't. She doesn't have a TV. Like, come on, get over yourself. Number one. Mm. Number two, in that first <laughs> scene with Kristen Wiig, you she sees Kristen Wiig getting dunked on by her boss. Not remember who she is. Not, 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 not nothing. No anything about her. And then Kristen Wiig asked her so for like, lunch and dinner. And she says, no, no, I'm working out. I said, don't be a dick. I thought you were a Wonder Woman full of compassion and grace. What is going on? She's just asking you to lunch. Don't be a dick. And stuff like that. That's number two. And number three, I think a lot of this movie is handicapped still by Zack Snyder's decision to have Wonder Woman be kept like a secret. She, she's yeah. not a public figure until the, the Justice League movie, whatever, and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, it just doesn't work for this. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, if you watch that first Wonder Woman movie again, when Chris Pine takes her to the real world, you know, the Europe, whatever, and stuff like that, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Pine is part of that European side. She he knows what's going on in the war, and all, you know what I mean. He's engaged in it, so she can be engaged in it as well. But because she had a secret identity in this one, she doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't matter that she lived in DC, nineteen eighty four. It doesn't matter. She's just like she's just kind of floating through life. She's just like solving big crimes, and she's kind of a professor. I mean, she's like a teacher or something at Smithsonian. She's not really. They don't really talk about anything because, like I said, because of her whole secret identity thing. I think that really. Handicap her as a character. You know what okay, I mean? but just you, can't, you, life. you can't completely blame that on Zack Snyder because Patty, yeah, this yeah. is Patty Jenkins' movie, first off, right? And secondly, yeah. Patty Jenkins introduced Asteria, right? Uh, first off, Ruthie, you, you do know there's a middle, there's a, a middle credit sequence, right? No. <laughs> okay. There was. Yeah. There was. Okay. <laughs> I remember it's the whole thing. So, so <laughs> I was only paying half attention to the movie. So, so, so it's the, the middle, the, the middle credit sequence established that Asteria is still alive. Okay, yeah. Asteria who owns a golden armor and has been around for there for centuries. So we're mm-hmm. talking about how where was Wonder Woman all this time with the World War II, with the Vietnam War, with the Korean War, all that stuff, right? Asteria, she's been around for centuries. What the hell was she doing? Yeah. And all this <laughs> unnecessary and stuff like that because Wonder Woman in the comics and the character in general should be an ambassador to all, everybody. Everybody should know who she is. She's supposed to be front and center. They had to hide her even again in the third act with the last of truth. You don't see Wonder Woman in the television screen. You just see the lasso and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because all that, all that secret identity thing is completely unnecessary. I, I still mm-hmm. blame Zack Snyder. I, I also blame Patty Jenkins because she doesn't have to continue that. She's not to follow that stupid thing. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just ridiculous. She was trying to do it's too many stuff. things into one movie, and I think everything got lost in translation and yeah. transition. Mm-hmm. So everything is just yeah. It it just kind of became like a a really dull movie if you actually wanted to watch it and listen to the plot. Otherwise, good graphics, good, you know, action sequences. Just, like, something that we've seen before, you know? So it, it got kind of very boring very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, first off, the whole Trump parallel with Pedro Pascal character. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I didn't, honestly, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it? Because Pedro, mm. actually, that, that character actually loves his son, so that's complete. That's complete. <laughs> I did. That's complete. <laughs> the, 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 end, the ending of the, the ending of that mo- of that plot line where where he was all like saying, "I love you, son." I'm like, I'm like, Eric Trump probably wishes that Donald Trump would tell him. No, but I mean, it's very much like Trump was like some of the some of the inspiration for Pedro Pascal's Max Lord's character, where he's in just, the sense like, that he's a con man. Yeah, he's a con true. man. Yeah. Essentially, he's a con yeah. man who's like who. Yeah, he's a con man. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait, wait! Is he the one who played Oberyn Martell? Yeah, it just yes, dawned yes. on me. Oh my god, that's why I was like, "Wait, why is why does he look so familiar?" He's the Mandalorian, Ruthie. He's the Mandalorian. <laughs> that's right. That's who. <laughs> he's the Viper. He has he's such... a Viper. He's a Mandalorian. He's Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. my god, I can't. That's why I was looking at him. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? <laughs> which, which, by the way, I think Pedro Pascal was the only actor who actually realized, "Oh, I'm in a campy movie. I should, I should play the part." So yeah. he's like, he's like uh, overacting. Works for the role because mm-hmm. I mean that's it the movie. Works for the role. That's the yeah, movie I mean, that it's supposed to be. It works for the like the first two thirds, but like when he sort of disintegrates and he has a bloody eye, I thought it was, it's a bit it's too it's too much. Okay. I I like I, I like them better the first half the intro with him and Kristen Wiig and then Wonder Woman. I think I like that part of it. That campiness I, I enjoy. You know what I mean? I kind of disagree. I, I liked how yeah. he um, he was pretty consistent as a character throughout the, throughout the film, even towards the end. Um, just too much. I, it was. It, I mean, he it was very consistent. Like he was that over the top megalomaniac type who actually came down and like admitted that he loved his son, and that was the only you know that was very 
all melodramatic, which is fitting for the 80s theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, that, that reminds me. Is Wonder Woman good at her job or bad at her job? She's bad at her she job. Because go, she, she goes to that she party. Has, she disappears for, like, days at a time. No, no here. Here, here, are my, uh, here are my, here's the evidence for you guys to decide. So she goes to the party, sees Maxwell Lord. Can't find Maxwell Lord after a while. You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you, <laughs> oh, because tra- her job as Wonder Woman? He, on a life, on, just like I said, based on finding trash in, in his office, they fly to Egypt. They just happen to see him on the road in Egypt, whatever. Is she good at her job? What is she? Is she oh, bad? I mean, not to What's mention, she she finds her long-lost lover at the party and then decides to leave with him instead of yeah. continuing on her mission. Uh, that's true. That's right. Well, I'm doing what she's mm-hmm. talking. I thought that was important. You know, I got to shag what, what I didn't understand either is why did they go back to his apartment versus hers since yeah. now they have to figure out who he is? Yeah, because they that's have to what... figure out who he is. Yeah, that's why I thought they were going back to her apartment. But they didn't apartment. even like, care no, hey, who he up, was. Look up a license. It did seem like there was a scene cut. Like there, there, like there was further investigation about like who this guy is. And then it was cut from the yeah, movie. Yeah, they just mentioned yeah. like, oh, he's an engineer of yeah. some sort. Oh, no, because they had, to spend, like was... they had to spend more time where she's flying in the air looking for a pose on how she should fly. That's, what, that's, what, that's where all <laughs> the time went to. Just fly like a bird, Diana. Think of yourself as a bird. And also, what is her job exactly that gives her access to a, a plane that's fuel and able to fly? What is that job? Yeah, you speak, just splash a card somewhere and you just get access to a plane? Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, yeah, first off, how rich is this, is this, the Smithsonian? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. And also, if it's the Smithsonian, I thought they weren't, I thought they were supposed to be antiques. They're not supposed to be fueled and ready yes, to fly. I don't yes, know very true, very yeah. true. Okay, and also, God. And also, wait, no they were aviation. flying an antique plane. That was technically an antique plane on, on display. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Why? Wait, what? And it worked? Yeah. Don't they decommission those things before they put it on display? No, like that, but it shouldn't have fuel. It shouldn't have yeah. fuel. Let me ask you this though: <laughs> What year do you think that plane was made? The the plane was probably the plane was probably from like the fifties or sixties. Okay, let me ask you this then: Do you think there's a big leap from the airplanes made in nineteen twenties to nineteen fifties? Yeah, and Steve and Steve magically knew how to fly it. Yeah, you'll magically know how to fly. But like I said, these are stuff that people don't think about in the yeah. 70s or 80s when they're watching yeah. comic book movies. That's the, that, and, that's the thing. Again, I need, I and I need, I know that the thing is, the whole invisible airplane thing, it's not, that moment is not earned. I mean, the sentiment is nice, very lovely that they're together. You see the Enzo playing the callback, Easter egg, whatever, but it's not earned. I need her to do more than rub her hands, rub her hands together to make the plane invisible. You yeah, know what but, I mean? But, I need but, more of that. But remember, they, you know what I mean? In the first movie, they already had the whole, the whole like Deus Ex Machina, where you have godlike powers, and then yeah, there we go. So, anyways, but the, rubbing your hands together, they have together. The, the Patty Jenkins already wrote it into her character that she can pretty much do whatever she wants as long as it's related uh-huh. to some kind of god or whatever. You know, so I mean, which god is invisible? They made her just that's that's part of the reason why they made her like lose her powers because clearly writers don't know how to handle characters that are way too strong, so they have to like diminish their powers somehow. Female powers who are way too strong. Well, that applies for like Superman too. They always they always do the same thing with him. I want you to line Mm -hmm. up all the Greek Amazonian gods, line up, line them up in a line. I want to ask you which one of you has invisible powers where I'm just rubbing, where you're just rubbing your hand. Show yeah. me that because, guy. Yeah. Because even even if she was like, okay, supposedly she's an Amazon, right? So she's supposed to be like three times stronger than a normal human being anyway. Yeah. So even if she lost her powers, she shouldn't be like super human weak. 
You know what I mean? Like she should have at least had her Amazonian power. She probably wouldn't have been as strong as she normally is, like being half God and all. Well, so I don't understand that part where she completely lost her powers well, and, and that's the thing, started though. bleeding and all that. Well, that's the thing, though. They were they were not consistent at all. At one point, she has yeah. all her powers, and at one point, she does not. And at one point, she's kind of strong, but not really. Yeah. Like like and, big, big up your mm-hmm. mind. And you know what's a way? Uh, what's a good way not to keep your secret identity? You don't. I don't think you have a a, a full on fist fight in the White House. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think that's a good way to lose your secret identity. That was a great you know scene, though. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed yeah. watching that, that that scene in the White House. Nah, thumbs That scene made no sense, though. Well, it made no sense in that logic, but I thought the, the choreography yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah fun. I thought I actually thought when I saw the trailer that it, it took place in a bank, not the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I did question the idea that a lot of scenes involved them like swinging on a pole. Going with, with Ruthie's <laughs> feminism thing, like okay, oh, so actually, women knows how oh, to yeah, they did that dance a with, lot. A, with a pole. Okay, there's yeah. a lot of like swinging and like, like, like S M H. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So going going with back to the feminism before we wrap it up, um, yeah. Kristen Wiig's character. Okay. I mean, we liked her in general. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing is, is that the thematically who she stands for, she essentially is the fans. Like I'm a fan of Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. And then essentially she becomes Wonder Woman, but she becomes a bad person. So she becomes a bad fan. I don't think she's a fan of Wonder Woman because nobody knows who Wonder Woman is. She's a fan of a strong. Yeah. She's a fan Diana. of Diana. No, I'm sorry. She's a fan of Diana. Yeah, she's a fan of Diana. Diana right? That's why she wanted to become yeah. like her. Correct. Yeah. But but it, in parallel, if you go, if you look at the thematic structure here, is that fans of Wonder Woman want to be Wonder Woman. So so Kristen Wiig becomes Wonder Woman essentially, but she automatically becomes mm-hmm. a bad person. What does it say well, about like the fans who want to be Wonder Woman? Yeah. It seems conflicted. That they're gonna abuse their power if they had Wonder Woman. It, it if they seems, had Wonder Woman it powers. seems conflicted. It seems conflicted, and then of course they don't really take it anywhere. But it's like yeah. they bring it up. Like this movie is filled with like we're gonna bring up this theme, but we're not really gonna take it farther than yeah. it, yeah. it superficial. And it, it has to do a lot with the whole women empowering women. Um, theme where Diana tries to help empower Kristen Wiig's character, but mm-hmm. then she fails to continue to do so and follow up and proceeds to continue to treat her like a sidekick yeah. versus an equal. And then it just like all turns around very quickly, which didn't make any sense. To yeah, me. and and Ruthie brings it up. So so uh so Kristen Wiig becomes powerful, but she automatically becomes a bad person and abuses things. So what okay. are you saying? Mm-hmm. Like women shouldn't have power. Because because if they do, right. they're just gonna be bad for the environment, right? Or like women shouldn't empower other women because those other women that they're empowering will somehow abuse that and yeah. will turn against them and become their competitor instead. Mm, way to go, Patty Jenkins! And and Wonder Woman, in order for her to actually have power, has to let go of the man. Yeah. Like that's the but, only uh, way women can succeed if they let go of the man. Right. Exactly. Once again, it becomes a feminist problematic theme because why is Steve so important to Diana? Why does he seem to always be the epicenter of where she finds her strength? That, that just thing, ticks me off. Hold on, hold on a second. Uh, let me defend the movie a little bit by saying this. I think like, as far as like, the Cheetah stuff, stuff, everything that the Cheetah character achieved and Pedro Pascal's, they're achieving it through shortcuts. You know what I mean? Correct. She gets her power through Wonder Woman, Diana, all that. By her, uh, it, it, it's cheating. It's through a wishing stone stuff. Like that. All that stuff. You know, if she wants to empower herself, don't, what the movie's saying, like, hey, it should be earned, you know, through hard work and self-reflection and stuff like that, mm-hmm. not through a wishing stone. So I'll, I'll, I'll defend it, the movie in that in that sense. 
Oh, do you think do you think that's another campy thing? She's a cheetah and she's a cheater. <laughs> no, but but like like choo, choo, choo. no, but that's the thing though. So so the idea the the main theme of the movie is essentially sound. Don't cheat. Uh, yeah. Earn what you earn no, what you yeah, get. No right. But the movie introduces so many problems from that and doesn't really address them, and that's the problem with the exactly. writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, if, yeah. If this... All these different ideas, these different characters—they don't lock, come together. They don't coalesce. You know, mm-hmm. when the yeah. in the second and third act—that's the problem. It just like I said, and, the first then, hour, the whole setup is nice, but the way it comes yeah. together, the way it unfolds, no, not really. And then the way they tried to address it finally at the end was in an over breathy monologue from Wonder Woman. And that's like how they fixed it. Like, just let's have let's have her do a two minute monologue over yeah. why it's important not to cheat. Because we're all ten years old. There's a sequence at the end where you see Pedro Pascal's characters, like the basketball, the flashback when he you see him being being abused about uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and how how that leads to uh, college, it, it, stuff that happens to him in, in teenager and college. All that stuff is very by itself is very powerful and very you know very interesting. But how it fits the rest of the movie, how it flows, it, eh, you know. Okay, what I mean? uh, let's end with this stupid little thing. Okay, speaking yeah. of power. Okay, so so. He, Pedro Pascal said, like, oh, I want to have the same power as the president. So everybody follows what I say, right? Yeah. So after he loses his power, after he renounces his wish, why did Chopper 1 bring him back to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I have no idea what's going on here, man. Yeah. Okay. And how long was the Filipino-looking kid waiting for him? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And how did the Filipino-looking kid end up on the White House lawn? <laughs> That's what, you know what? I had the exact same thought. He's... Uh, that's very racist. I want to see the mom. What's going on? I'm here? all for what, diversity, but what are they trying to say? Like oh, in the 80s, yeah. like everybody married an Asian woman or a Filipino <laughs> looks, woman? The kid, again, I don't want to be too uh, too weird here, but that kid like 100% Asian, 100% Filipino. Oh, totally. That, totally. You know? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Can you, can you, can you get a half? You get a half somewhere? A half, yeah, a half, at least half like be more what's accurate. Yeah. Looks like he kidnapped that kid. And you never saw the mother. You never saw yeah. the mother. He he has the most patient kid. Like he, he's like, wait here in this office. And yeah. throughout like 30 and minutes. He's like, he's still there. Oh my god, he's yeah. still there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> until, until all these people even after even after the office was ransacked yeah, and everything. Yeah, and, and then and then he waited at the bush, waiting for his dad to come back. I mean yeah. like how long he, how long was he in the bush for? Like twelve hours? <laughs> I mean, it was a day and a night and another day. I mean, they went to an island from Washington, D.C. How long is that flight? It even took Wonder Woman five minutes to fly all the way to that island. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? What's happening? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also, the thing is, I I don't want to dunk on it too hard, but the ending of the movie shouldn't have that much focus on Maxwell. He's not Wonder Woman, right? Am 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 I confused here? Am I wrong? It's like well, his in, in keeping with the '80s theme, everything revolves around men. Remember? Yeah, yeah it's it's the, that's the other thing with, with the second half. Of, the scenes go on for too long; they don't hit home like the way it just goes on and on. Again, I like mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord. I think he's a good actor, all, all that stuff. But it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, I love him. Right? Yeah. Like, what's wrong? And, and, and you know, yeah. and and speaking of keeping with the '80s, not keeping with the '80s. Okay, '80s movies. They have a nice. They they like to wrap up the story like in a, in a in a super bowl. quick. Like you have Superman yeah. actually literally carrying Lex Luthor to prison. What happens mm-hmm. to Master Lord? What happens to the cheetah? Yeah. Never addressed. Never. How does that? Right. What's the last? As they say here in Albania, 
fix. Exactly. <laughs> What's the last image you see in this movie? What, how, how does it end? Actually? I thought, I don't I thought, know. Isn't it just one woman like flying off or something? Because that's what that's what they do nowadays. They have a flying off sequence at the end. I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. happened. I'm pretty sure she just but flies I think off. I'm pretty sure that's what happened too. Yeah. yeah. The first like, movie ended with her flying. That's the end of Wonder Woman, though. That's the end of Wonder Woman. She yes, and they repeated it in the second one. I'm pretty sure that's what mm-hmm. happened. I'm pretty Where sure she like repeated. flies off and flies over a city or something. Oh something. my god, I have no idea how, how this movie ends. Yeah, yeah, is. I don't even know how it ended either. Speaking of yeah. end, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert 5 x 5 Was this a short episode? Did we, did we do it? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. No. <laughs> nope. We ranted for, for too long. <laughs> and what my name is here? Ruthie. You can find me on Instagram at ruthiegrace13. That's R-U-T-H-Y-G-R-R-A-C-E-1-3. Um, and my other Instagram, Ruthie, Ruthie's Cats, for cute pictures of my kitties, cats, my fluffy cats. All right, you can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L O U. Leave a comment on our Twitter at Stuff Junk Show or Facebook.com slash Who What Worse Why. Leave a voicemail if you dare. Show your support. There are free options. Head over to Who What Worse Why.com slash support to find that out. Music has been provided by the White Access. All the links and information can be found on Who What Worse Why.com as well as the show notes. All right, this was episode 383 of the Stuff and Juncture. Thanks for joining us. We are going to be doing our next two episodes as the end of year episodes. So do listen to those. Those are always fun. This has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Why Network.